BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Final hour, Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go make sure that you subscribe to the Clay Travis, Buck Sexton podcast so you do not miss a moment of the show, particularly as we come up on the holiday season. Kids getting out of school soon, lots of travel. You may well be all over the place. You can take us with you wherever we go. Also want to thank you. Saw data the other day. uh, Top 10 biggest markets that have us. We set an all-time high for the number of you that are streaming the show. Um, And that was at the end of uh, November. So thank you for everybody out there who is streaming. Certainly we love all of you at the 450 stations nationwide listening On traditional radios, podcasts, however you are finding us, we're glad you're with us as we are joined by Stephen Miller. Um, And Stephen, when Buck and I saw the great work that's being done right now by Bill Malugin down on the border, he works for Fox News. It feels oftentimes like he's the only journalist down there showing the situation in El Paso, Texas with a thousand people essentially waiting to come across the border it's never been this bad. How much worse do you think it's going to get as we come up on the end of this year and begin 2023? Well, first, let me also agree with you about Bill Malusian and what an invaluable service he's providing. It's a huge indictment of the entire media and corporate press in this country that with a handful of minor exceptions, Bill is the only one down there reporting, providing imagery, providing video. And it shows you the media is not interested, first and foremost, in profit, but in ideology. Because imagine how much better the ratings would be on our, on our dying nightly news programs if they sent cameras down there, too, and spent their whole broadcast talking about what's happening on our border. They would double, triple the ratings from Americans seeing this for the first time. But they're not going to do that, of course. To answer your question, the scariest thing is that there's no limit to how bad it can get. This is the fundamental math problem of illegal immigration and how we have to change the way we think about it. And 
what I mean by that is this. For most of the last 50 years, so, well, actually even going back further, basically to the Eisenhower administration, illegal immigration was a bilateral problem between Mexico and the United States, where Mexican illegal immigrants, mostly single adult males, would come to the United States. And this was, of course, a significant problem, but it was also a manageable problem. Then what started happening with the availability of mass transit, the ability of people to be able to come from pretty much any country in the world and get to Mexico, even with only a relatively small amount of money, open this thing up to the whole of planet Earth. So now you have a situation where there's a few billion people in the world whose financial situation would be bettered by coming to the United States and even working for half of the minimum wage. That would double or triple the incomes they've been living on their whole lives, plus free medical care, free education, free everything. So there's no limit, long story short, to how bad it can get, and it will get, unless the new Republican House can step in. How do we change this situation, Stephen? Um, you know, you really were somebody who, during the Trump administration, we, we could count on you when you'd speak on this issue of immigration, where there's so much, speaking of disinformation that's out there, and honestly, so many obfuscations and lies that Democrats tell on this issue uh, one of the biggest ones is that they want it to stop. I, I don't believe they want it to stop at all. I think that's become abundantly clear. What does it look like to make it stop? How do we change the incentive structure that you just laid out? Well, fortunately, you've invited exactly the right person on your show to answer that question. And <laughs> the, there's, there's only one thing, not two, not three, not four. There's one thing that has to be done, and that is that we have to get a spending bill that is short-term into next year. So that means 41 Republican senators have to block the Omni. And I'll return to that point in a second if we have time. So you end up in, say, January, February, you've got a new house. Government funding is going to expire. And you have to attach to it to this appropriations bill, what in Congress talk we call an appropriations rider. And that extra policy, that rider, would say in some in effect None of the funds in this act or any other act shall be used to release any unlawful alien into the United States. So you would be creating a federal prohibition against a single federal dollar being spent to release any illegal immigrant. So that would be a criminal act. If anyone in the administration releases anybody, that's a crime. So you're required to use the tools in our laws, be they remain in Mexico, our safe third agreements, and our expedited removal procedures to deport anyone, or Title 42, to deport anybody that you encounter in every single instance. Any member of Congress who is talking right now about giving Biden more resources, more immigration judges, more anything, is complicit in the problem. Because if you hand a torch to an arsonist, they're just going to burn things down. Biden will use every extra border agent, every extra helicopter, every extra jeep, every extra bed, every extra everything to get more illegal immigrants further and deeper and more quickly into the United States. Biden inherited a system of flawless deportation. I know it's because it was what I was doing every single day. I'd be on the phone in the morning with the State Department. Let's say we got a group of 50 unaccompanied alien minors from six different countries that morning we'd be on the phone with their embassies saying we've got kids get your shelters open find their families find their relatives we'll get in the plane we're chartering a flight they're going to be here tomorrow and you you do that three or four days in a row and they stop coming 
Now, we don't have the time it would take for me to talk through all the regulations and all the policies and all the memoranda and all the court fights we had to get to that point. What matters is we got to that point so that by 2020, no one in this country could stop us from deporting people who came here illegally, and we were doing it. And then Biden came in, and he tore it all down on purpose. Everything that's happened for two years is deliberate. And any member of Congress who doesn't understand that is part of the problem. What Biden needs are not tools, but handcuffs. Handcuffs that stop him and his administration from releasing anyone else into this country. Stephen, you and I were on Sean Hannity's show, I believe, together, if I remember correctly, right after one of the Twitter file revelations. And you said something that I then brought on this show and echoed, and I want to give you an opportunity to make the case for this audience as well, that we must have primetime hearings associated with the Twitter file revelations. Why is that important? What should it look like? And what do you think the impact would be if the House Republicans make it happen? Yes, this is critically important. Thank you for bringing this up. So the people who watch congressional hearings during the day are people like us and your viewers and listeners. There's a massive portion of this country who are not sitting around at 11 o'clock flipping through the cable channels watching that day's hearings, or C-SPAN, or Republican hearings are relegated to. And we know from the coverage of the Twitter files that there will be no coverage of any of these hearings. Whatever people see or hear will be filtered through their media intermediaries. So the only way to get information of this existential importance about the survival of free society is to copy from what they did with their January 6th Select Committee. You care about democracy? Well, nothing is more important than the survival of the First Amendment. And you hold primetime hearings that nobody can ignore, that nobody can avoid. And by making it a select committee, you ensure that you put your best members on it who can get to the point. Because the problem with some of these hearings however well-intentioned they are, when you have 70 members of Congress showing up, you lose the plot pretty quickly after the first three questioners. And the next four hours is kind of inscrutable in many cases. So the Democrats have established the precedent. It's now up to Republicans to follow it. Speaking to Stephen Miller, who was a senior advisor to former President Trump in the White House. Uh, Stephen, um, I wanted to know what you think about what we're seeing right now with President, uh, former President Trump's announcement. And just have you talked to him? How's his mindset? You know, there's a lot of people throwing polls around right now. A lot of a lot of early talk about how this is looking. What do you see with the Trump 2024 uh, situation as it stands right now? Oh, I, I mean, I've lived through this cycle of uh, the media trying to cast a negative shadow, uh, shadow so many times I can't even recall. The truth is, is that no matter who you talk to, it's clear to everybody that President Trump is inherently the mega-favorite going into any Republican primary, and that the issues that he ran on in 2016 and 2020 have now been proven so right and to such an extent that the argument for his re-election is greater now and stronger now than it even was in his first election or the 2020 campaign. And I return even to, the, of course, the issue that, um, that we started with today, which is border and immigration. People don't realize how many wars you have to go to to secure the border. In other words, you don't just have to fight every single deep state lunatic inside your own government and all the corporate press and all the softies in Congress, but you have to fight every single foreign country 
that does not want to participate, does not want to play ball. You know, one thing I think people oftentimes don't even realize when it comes to legal immigration is that every country has the veto power over you. If they shut down their airport, if Guatemala says, we're not taking any illegal alien families, we're, not, we're, we're poor, we're broke, we can't handle it, we can't pay for them, airport closed. Well, where do you send them? Where do you fly them? Where do they go? We had to literally work and maneuver every country, not just in our hemisphere, but we were working countries in Africa, in Asia, in the Middle East, to get these planes back home while fighting a lateral battle against the Ninth Circuit, against Congress, and against the deep state and every one of our agencies who, if they had their way, would grant asylum to every single human being setting foot across that border. You want to put this genie back in the bottle? You're going to need a Donald Trump back in the White House, or it's not happening. Stephen, we had uh, Ann Coulter specifically on, and we got people fired up, as you can well imagine. That's her job. She said, Trump, we have to move on from Trump, and she effectively started making the argument for DeSantis. When you hear people say that, as somebody who was a Trump guy, what do you think about the argument of Trump's got one term left, given his age, it's time for him to move on, and somebody like Ron DeSantis, another generation, should come along? That's the argument she made last week. How would you characterize that argument? What would you say in response to it? Well, I think the generational argument cuts in the other direction, which is that President Trump would be uniquely able to come into office and hit the ground running because we pick up exactly where we left off and we immediately, number one, re-implement the policies we have put into place. And then number two, we, had, we have an entire shelf, a stable full of executive orders and policies that take it to the next level, whether it be getting rid of birthright citizenship or completing the job of decoupling from China and so many other issues, completing NATO reform, so many other issues that you would be able to complete immediately. And the message that we sent to the world on day one is that we are going to snap back instantly to these America First policies. Every world leader around the world knows where we'll stand. And we'll be able to move at lightning speed. And, to your point, because it would be the second of only two available terms, you'd have to spend the second half of your first term worrying about re-election, worrying about campaigning. So you would be able to have a remarkable degree of efficiency. And then, of course, at the end of that term, then that's when you, of course, would be able to hand off to a new generation of leaders and so, again, yeah, I think the generational argument works almost exactly in the opposite direction. Good stuff, as always. Stephen Miller at Stephen M on Twitter. Fantastic idea on the primetime hearings. We'll have you on again soon. Hope everything's going well. Do you finish season five of Cobra Kai? You good? You caught yes, up now? And everyone who hasn't already, get onto Netflix and watch it. You will not regret it. Best season it, yet. You know, it you is know, Clay, a lot of fun. Th- thank you, thank you, Stephen, for joining us. Clay, I was going to say, you know, on your recommendation, I'm now almost at season five of Yellowstone, but they should really call it SEAL Team Six Yellowstone. <laughs> like things really get get pretty wild uh, in the Yellowstone Ranch. I'm like, aren't people usually just walking around feeding the feeding the steers hay and stuff? There's a lot of M4 action. I in, don't even uh, know how many people have been murdered in Montana since Yellowstone started. But I bet there's almost more people murdered in, on the Yellowstone TV show than in the actual state of Montana. Oh, there definitely is. Yeah, that'd there's, be a good I think, th- I think body there's count. probably more people shot in one episode of Yellowstone than have been shot in Montana over the course of several years. But, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, it's kind of like a big advertisement for the Second Amendment, so there's that. That and the state of Montana, which I've still never visited, but 1 billion percent want to go just by watching Yellowstone. I'm sure there's lots of you out there feel the same way. Uh, look, coming up on Christmas... Next week, 
there's a lot of dads out there, I know, and moms, but especially dads who just flat out haven't gotten Christmas presents done. I know, I know, I've been there. Maybe you got grandkids. Maybe you got kids of your own. Maybe you can just surprise the nieces and nephews. Maybe Buck could surprise the nieces and nephews out there, uh, at least his nephew. Sometimes you're not really the best gift giver. But what about if you could give a book that would help to educate and entertain? It's an incredible combo, and that's what the Tuttle Twins do with every single one of their books. If you want these books in time for Christmas, today's the day you want to place your order to make sure that they're there in time. Kids are our future. With these books, the Tuttle Twins, your kids will learn a lot of life lessons. They'll also be entertained. Here's how you get them. Go to TuttleRadio.com. Enter the coupon code CHRISTMAS before tomorrow night. That's TuttleRadio.com. The code is CHRISTMAS, and you get free shipping. That's a big difference. That's a big deal. Doing so today or tomorrow guarantees these books can get shipped out to you in time to arrive for Christmas. So take care of your shopping now. Yes, all you men out there that are huge procrastinators, this is the end of your opportunity Go to TuttleRadio.com. Do it today. Tuttle Radio, T-U-T-T-L-E, radio.com, TuttleRadio.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Breaking news. It seems the Biden administration has finally fired Sam Brinton, the senior energy department official who was charged last month with felony theft for allegedly stealing someone else's checked luggage from a Minneapolis airport and last week was accused by police in Vegas of doing the same thing in that city back in July. It seems astonishing that it took this long for a government official who stood accused by the same government in not one but two felony criminal cases to lose their job. Why hadn't the White House come out more forcefully before? Well, we all know the answer to that. Because Sam Brinton has been elevated and celebrated as the first non-binary deputy assistant secretary. And it's even more unusual than the uh, non-binary designation, Clay. Sam Brinton also has taught, I believe they're called kink classes in the past. So interesting, some of these individuals in substantial positions of power have some very you know, whether it's the Yoel Roth thesis on uh, Grinder for, you know, uh, adolescent kids. Yeah. Or now Sam Brinton with this one. I'm also going to throw this out there. Stealing people's luggage is really heinous and annoying and awful. It's a felony, but it's also a really annoying felony. Also, Buck, wouldn't you want the person who is involved in working with our nuclear codes to be super stable and have no drama in their life of all the jobs in government person in charge of disposal of nuclear waste i don't think you want them to be an emotional mess alex spencer tweeted this out buck i thought it was good congrats to sam brenton on being the first non-binary official to be fired by the biden administration shattering the glass ceiling it's amazing, too, that Biden's finally firing anybody, Buck, right? Yeah. It is a first. It is a historic a historic moment, in a sense. So there is that. My friends, rising inflation, a super volatile stock market, and the possibility of a major recession next year. What are you going to do? Well, the Phoenix Capital Group suggests you diversify your investments now. They're introducing investors like you to high-value oil and gas investments here in the U.S., with current yields that range from 8% to 11% APY paid monthly. These are corporate bond offerings, and they're open to all investors with annual interest paid monthly. Phoenix Capital Group offers live webinars to learn about Phoenix's business structure, ways they offer security for the offerings, risks, and their financials. They host live Q&As where they'll ask all of your, uh, answer all of your questions. Sign up at investingwithphx.com. Or call 323-PHOENIX. Investment in bonds has a certain risk. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Sign up today at investingwithphx.com. That's investingwithphx.com. Or just call this number, 323-PHOENIX. That's 323-PHOENIX. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Want to take a minute here to uh, mention to everybody out there, uh, bad story, awful story, Mike Leach, former Mississippi State head coach, died this morning. Uh, he was been hospitalized in Jackson, Mississippi. For those of you out there who are college football fans, former Texas Tech coach, former Washington State fan, 
just an all-around genuinely great guy, fascinating, really uh, smart, eccentric, offensive mind who changed college football enormously. Uh, want to give our best to his wife and his children. Uh, he was a good friend of mine. We had a lot of really interesting conversations. He was a big fan uh, of this show uh, and uh, just a super successful football coach, but beyond that, a great human. And uh, the world is going to be the worst for his passing. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. I know many of you out there are also fond of Mike Leach uh, and what he represented uh, in his professional career in college football. And uh, so I wanted to mention that. All right. Um, stories that are out there that we have not talked about. Buck, you and I talked about off air uh, this story, which I think is is very intriguing. Um, the the trend, the idea of kids under the age of 18 getting in any way transgender surgeries is madness. Most states will not allow you, for instance, if you're under the age of 18, to get a tattoo. But the idea that you would be able to uh, stop puberty or decide that you're going to have what they call top surgery, where basically you get your breast removed, that you would begin before you are an adult transitioning from one sex to another is pure madness. And what doesn't get talked about very much is the decision made, which is now becoming somewhat commonplace, right? That people are deciding, hey, I've changed genders and now I want to change back. This is Chris Beck, who, Buck, I believe you've talked to him before. He's a retired Navy SEAL who now wants to detransition, became a woman, now wants to go back to being a man. And I think we have an audio cut, but you want to became, tell people about... Be, clearly, in this case, also became a transgender woman because, as we know, yes. you can't actually become a woman. Correct. And now is just actually recognizing that he was always a he and a man. Yes. And that this was... He says the worst experience, the worst mistake of his entire life. And Clay, he's now using this in order to talk about this for children specifically. Here's what he says in the clip. We want to take the emotions out of this and let's look at it as a medical team. Let's look at it through a lot different scope. I don't want this to be political and I don't want transgender people to be harmed. But if you're doing this to kids, that's wrong. They also start doing them on hormone blockers and all kinds of other hormone things, puberty blockers, everything else. It sterilizes these kids. So we're going to have all these children in five or ten years who are being told one side of this story, and they're going, well, that's me, because they're not being told stories like mine. They're not being told stories like so many other people who have B-transitions. They hide the fact that I even exist. They also say that I hate transgender people. I don't hate transgender people. There's a lot of my friends. What I care about is people. I want people to slow down. I want these doctors to see what they're doing. It's crazy, Buck. Entirely reasonable from Kristen uh, Beck here. And I think uh, he's now, I I think he's going back to, was he Chris Chris Beck before this? I think Um, that's right. And, uh, you know, Mr. Beck in this case is just saying, look, I'm some. This is a guy who was a, he was a, he was a Navy SEAL. He was in the Navy for 20 years, and the left held him up as see our bravest warriors can be trans. Therefore, don't question any aspect of the trans agenda. This was this was the propaganda around it. And here is this warrior, this this somebody who who did serve honorably in the Navy for decades, was a member of the SEAL team, coming out and saying. Look, this was a terrible thing for me to do as an adult. And he thinks that the VA 
did one one hour sit down with him and put him on and started to put him on hormone, uh, you know, hormone drugs. And uh, this was would have been far better, I think, in, in his own mind. He, he would now admit uh, for there to be a slower pace here. Think this through. But you see, Clay, part of the problem is they don't want this to be a thing that people get psychological help for because then it starts to be clear that this is a mental health issue instead of a affirmation issue. But if you take time to speak to a therapist, people may explore that there are deeper issues here that relate to gender identity and that it's not actually some core underlying, even immutable characteristic. It is, in fact, the, the most fluid of characteristics and that it's just somebody's feelings at any point in time and he, he said it himself they're just going to ignore that he even exists now after heralding his transition for the purpose of the trans agenda all i would say especially and i think the fact that he's talking to children is so important here the reason why many states ban kids under the age of 18 from getting tattoos is because we don't want adults to grow up and say why in the world did I get that tattoo permanently? Yeah, and obviously on a tattoo body? is a whole heck of a lot less serious That's than you know, bottom at, surgery. At fifteen years old, we're like, hey, we don't think you should be able to get that barbed wire tattoo on your bicep because you might at twenty five look down and say, What in the world was I doing? I, I, I think everyone needs to needs to see this, Clay. There is really no outer limit to this in that you've already seen think of the rhetoric they use and think of what has changed even the last five years. Um, you know, Bill Maher said the don't say gay bill, which is actually the don't indoctrinate small children in public schools into trans ideology and create transgender contagion, which is a thing that was studied at Brown University until they shut it down um, right away. Uh, they they realize that they've been moving so fast on this in recent years. People might start to figure out what the ultimate goal is when they say that doctors make a mistake in gender at, 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 with, with a baby. And what they're effectively saying here is they want to declare that transgenderism is something that is innate and from birth. So then it gets full care. So even though it may not manifest itself until much later on, it is innate at your birth. But we look at this and we say, well, hold on a second. There's actually a truly physical. You want to talk about immutable characteristics. We're talking about whether somebody has the male parts or female parts. Here. Yeah, they are negating that. It is not. I know this is crazy, but the same way that they don't say you become a transgender female, you become a female. And everyone needs to understand that, too. It's not, oh, there's this other category of transgender. No, no. you are a female. And anyone who says otherwise is a bigot. They also say that that gender at birth is not a thing. And I know that's crazy, but that is actually what the ideology takes us to. The biology argument is a non-starter and so i would just say in particular for children you can't get a tattoo before you're 18 you can't vote before you're 18 you can't buy a beer until you're 21 in many states you can't rent a car until you're 25 and yet they're going to allow a 14 year old to have her breast cut off because she thinks that she's a boy i mean this well, is can, this can is i just craziness. point this out too clay I mean, do you think that any of the let, let's say a 14 year old goes into one of these gender transition clinics, right? 14 year old girl. I'm actually I'm actually a boy. I wonder how many doctors that work in these clinics would say, hey, just so you know, if we go through this whole process, there are not only going to be long term 
absolutely long-term health complications. You're probably going to be sterile. You'll never, never be, be able, able to, to have, have children. children. But also, there are people who go through this whole thing and think that they were mistaken. Do you think that any of these medical practitioners, I mean, maybe some of them do, but based on there is an, there is a zealotry involved here with a lot of the people that work at these clinics where you are living your truth. Your truth is the thing that pushes you to transition and anything that gets in the way of transition is regressive and bigotry. Even the production of facts and data and reality to help a young person make that choice. Just think about this, Buck. How many surgeries that are voluntary and not medically necessary are allowed on minors in the United States, which would render them sterile, potentially? Well, I, I mean, like what, what, would, what would you say? You know, what 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 would you or, or or Laura say if you had a friend who said, you know, yeah, we've our 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 thirteen year old daughter wants to get breast implants. You'd you'd say you'd yeah. say what are you, what are you doing? I, I would say that's crazy. I mean, I think right. any any minor child having any unnecessary cosmetic surgery uh, is is very questionable. But when it could potentially well, but, render you sterile for life, but like I mean, Clyde, that is the, this, the, the absolute apex of crazy. We we could all agree that that breast augmentation surgery for a thirteen year old girl would be deeply crazy. medically unethical yeah. and crazy. But removal, permanent yeah. removal of the fatty tissue from the breast forever is ethical. Someone, ex- where are, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I want these MDs, oh, they're going to hide by their credentials to work at these clinics. I would like them to try to make this argument in public if it's really about health and medicine. I'd yeah. like them to explain to me why one is okay and the other is not. No. It, it, I mean, there should be, I believe, every state should prohibit minors having any sort of gender affirmation or gender reassignment surgery. Buck, the data reflects that when you get on these puberty blockers, your bones don't develop as strong as they would the rest of your life. So you're not only de- delaying and destroying the ability of your body to naturally become an adult, but you are also weakening the physical bone structure of all of these transgender uh, people from youth for the rest of their lives. Look, this is it's a ultimately this is a psychiatric condition, but they're creating this whole protocol of physical changes for the transition to make it to make it seem like, oh, no, this is just medical care. This is like, you know, getting a stent for your heart or something. This is just the standard medical care that we do for people to keep them healthy and functioning it's psychiatric in nature. It is not actually standard medical care, but does that? I mean, look look what the medical community is doing uh, right now with COVID. Still, I mean, we we there's so much, so not much going that, wrong. Buck, right I now. mean, here's your point about the, the the kid having breast augmentation surgery is a great one. Just ask this: if you decide you want to change your gender, I mean, it's that's a heroic thing to do. If you decide you want to change your race, which is that's the one that people can't get past because. You change your race, it's super racist of you to even consider that you could do that. Yet race is much more of an identity than gender, right? There's much less and, of a biological and race is, reality. Race is far more on a on a spectrum, spectrum. in terms yes. of, you know, many people are, you know, multiracial. My, my own nephew is multiracial. Lots many of people, people don't are even know their races until they do the G- DNA stuff. They find out that they're actually not the race that they thought they were, right? Like, yeah. it's really fascinating. It's, it's amazing. 
Nonprofit organizations are busy this time of year with fundraising in the season of giving, and one very worthy organization worth your time is the Preborn Pregnancy Clinic, a nationwide organization focused on saving the lives of unborn children. For 16 years, they've welcomed, welcomed expectant mothers who are making the biggest decision of their lives. They provide a free ultrasound to each woman so they can meet their unborn child. Preborn also provides them with the resources to see the pregnancy through the end of their term and plenty of resources once that child is happily brought into this world. It's an amazing expression of unconditional love, all focused on providing the support needed to save that unborn child's life. It all starts with that first visit with that free ultrasound experience. Preborn has saved hundreds of thousands of babies' lives in this way. We're doing our part with a goal of rescuing 40,000 babies, and we need your help. Can you donate $28, the cost of a single ultrasound, or if you can, $140, the cost of five ultrasounds? You know, there's a matching gift right now, so whatever you can donate, it will be doubled. And also, 100% of your tax-deductible gift of any size, ten, to size $10, $100, $1,000. Maybe you could help even purchase an ultrasound machine for preborn. Think of how many thousands of babies' lives you could save with that. To donate securely, use your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, saying baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tonta Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tonta Towers on its mission to do good. 
America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. We're going to be closing up shop here on Clay and Buck. Appreciate you all, all of you uh, hanging out with us across the country as we are entering this uh, wonderful holiday season. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you out there. And uh, we also um, are going to be sharing some Christmas traditions in our, our houses uh, that we have. I mentioned before I was in Savannah over the weekend. I'm a big fan of Savannah. I think that's a good way to transition here, Clay, into some of our mailbag that we got in. If anybody wants to send us an email, VIP email, subscribe at clayandbuck.com and uh, producer Allie uh, and the rest of the team, they get these uh, messages in and we read through them and we try to get as many on the air and respond to them as we can. Here's Ron writing in that just outside of Savannah is the 8th Air Force Museum. Fantastic. I served in the Air Force for 22 years, was a radar navigator on the B-52 Visited Savannah five times, a great city. Um, yeah, I do. Like, I, I've always said this for a 48 hour city in particular. Like if you have a Friday to Sunday stretch, you're going to arrive Friday afternoon or evening and you've got to be out by Sunday because it's very walkable, very compact. And there's a lot in a small place. I mentioned, Clay, that I went to this web private museum. But I mean, you just walk in, give the guy 10 bucks. He gives you a personal tour. It's pretty fun. Um, what is your I've never been to the 8th Air Force Museum. What is either your favorite uh museum period or is there a best civil war museum the so this is the coolest thing i've ever done from a history perspective was tour the beaches of normandy so you can still climb into the german pillboxes a lot of their long guns are still there the 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 overall uh landscape of much of normandy looks nearly identical to what it looked like 70 years ago uh the coolest museum that I have probably been to from a history perspective, the Imperial War Museum uh, in London is, if you're interested in World War II at all, uh, it is one of the, I believe I got that name right, the Imperial War Museum. It is one of the coolest museums that I've ever gotten to spend time walking through. But again, I'm, I'm giving several. The Churchill War Rooms is also one of the coolest things I've ever visited, also in London nearly identical i'll give all three of those shouts out uh london and then in normandy um i would say you know i i was there for a rainy a rainy day in in new orleans and that is national really cool too world war great. ii world war ii museum in new orleans is i'm just gonna say it i'm generally not a big museum guy uh, you know, I, I, but on a rainy day at a place where you don't live you often find yourself like hey it's either a movie or a museum uh, the National World War II Museum in New Orleans is is incredible. It is not like any other museum you will have ever been to. It's pretty amazing. Well, they still have one of the coolest things they do is they have World War II veterans sitting in the lobby there to be able to meet them. Um, that is incredible. I'll give a shout out in my backyard here. The Carter House, I believe it is the most bullet riddled military uh, place that still exists in the United States historically. And Carnton both of those places, Buck, something I've never seen before, they literally still have blood stains on the floor from where they were used as hospitals in the wake of the Battle of Franklin. That's literally a mile or so from my house. The Carter House and Carnton, if you are a Civil War history nerd like I am, 
A lot of people don't know those those uh, home tours exist. It's worth the trip to check those out. You got to do like a whole separate podcast on your favorite <laughs> war history museum situations, dude. You're, you're, that's a pretty I've good. I spent a lot of time in them. Yeah, I mean that's why I mentioned Malta yesterday because I want to go see the what's left from the Great Siege. Um, but uh, 1565, it's a whole other conversation. We'll have more of this though tomorrow, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,000. 178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.